Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics, and that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mike's Big Stack. Oh, hell yeah, everyone. Welcome to the show. Recording this week at the Thick House. Uh, we're back with the new shit directly from my favorite place to shop. Feel good to ha- feels really good to have this stuff back uh, and get back in the swing thing. Uh, just a real quick heads up. Uh, this is going to be a much longer than normal episode because of the, the backlog. This is like three weeks worth of comics. And before we do Mike's Thickometer, I want to take some time to talk about uh, the murder of George Floyd as well as the state of the world. Uh, I know it's tough to talk about and seems kind of saturated everywhere you go, so I'm limiting myself to three minutes. So you have the opportunity to skip ahead if you don't want to hear it, but I really hope you do. All right, so the Twisted Cape is awesome because we're a multicultural company, and we are a company three of us and the majority of the ownership of the company is owned by minorities and i just want to say that racism fucking sucks <laughs> there's there's no better way to say that and what happened with george floyd has been just kind of tearing me up inside um it is it is difficult to see a video where somebody who looks like you, is knelt on for damn near nine minutes and pleading for his life and saying that he can't breathe and calls out for his mom, which is uh, is just heartbreaking. Um, it's, it's not fun. Clearly it's not. And just being a person of color, being a black man, I hate having this happen over and over and over again. It it's happened for years to black men and black women, and black children. And that's not okay because in them I see myself, I see my brother, my sisters, my aunts, my uncles, my nephews, my nieces, my children. I just I just wanted to say that this is not the world that we should live in, where you should be able to be judged by the color of your skin. That's not it. We're all people, and there's no reason for that amount of hatred to exist just because someone's darker than you are. I understand we've seen a lot of coverage, and we've seen black people die at a ridiculous rate. And that's not okay, especially at the hands of the police. And I'm not going to go on a tirade about the police or anything, but it feels awful because I've sat in a car and been pulled over and had a cop with his hand on his gun while talking to me for going over the speed limit or just not having a a taillight work 
function properly. And I shouldn't be seen as a threat. I should be seen as a person. George Floyd shouldn't have been should have been seen as a, as a person. Ahmaud Arbery should have been seen as a person. Breonna Taylor should have been seen as a person. And none of them did anything wrong except be black in the wrong place with the wrong officer at the wrong time. It almost feels like there's no place that's okay to be black in this country anymore. And that hurts. Hopefully we can do better. Hopefully we can do better for our kids. So I guess to wrap this whole thing up, I just want to take a moment of silence. A moment of silence for George and Brianna and Ahmad and Tamir and Trayvon and Michael, all the way back to Emmett, the, the, the probably hundreds that we don't even know about. So just join me in a moment of silence, and we'll get back to the dumb stuff in a minute. Okay, it's going to be difficult to get back to the dumb stuff that I normally do after that, but I'll do my best. As always, we start by rating the thickness of my stack. So let's go to Mike's Thickometer. Oh yeah, Mike's Thickometer. Alright, like I said at the top of the show, this is a huge week. So I will drop that little ASMR for you guys. Oh yeah, listen to that. So good. Um... So we will go ahead and start with the Marvel books, and I'm going to group stories because some were were released and then released again, so there's there's multiple, so there, there might be like a couple of quick story arcs. So I'll start with Amazing Spider-Man number 42 and 43, it's part 2 and 3 of a story called True Companions, um, and we talked about this before, where Spider-Man and Boomerang are um, basically just trying to find the pieces of this tablet, only Boomerang knows the location of. 42 is kind of a backup story where the, you get a little history of this creature named Gog. And uh, 43 is really um, Spider-Man and Boomerang fighting. I just got to admit, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about the story, only because I'm not sure that I really enjoy this whole thing with, with Boomerang. Um, it's just not really fun for me. I think we've kind of already done this with like Kite Man <laughs> and Batman, and I just I'm I'm almost like kind of over it. Um, but uh, it looks like the end teases uh, a big storyline they have coming called Sins Rising. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, moving on, uh, did I give a score? I don't know if I gave a score. I'm gonna go two and a half. Um, am, if you like Spider Man, it's fine, but. You know, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to grab that story arc. Now, Avengers number 33. Um, this is basically the start of Jason Aaron's Moon Knight arc, The Age of Khonshu. And um, holy shit, you guys, this is fucking amazing. I think this is my Marvel book of the week. Uh, there is, like, Moon Knight just whoops so many Avengers asses here, starting with Iron Fist, uh, moving to Ghost Rider, and then from there, Black Panther, he doesn't fight Black Panther, Black Panther surrenders, then he beats Thor with Mjolnir, which is ridiculous, um, and then just moves back to Khonshu, um, who is apparently trying to save the world, so 
Who knows where this thing is going to go? But it's amazing. There's some great battles, awesome splashes. Like I just, I just was, I was in. All right, uh, next, uh, four, and, four and a half, four and a half out of five. I love that one. Uh, next, I will go Force Works 2020 number two. Um, man, I'm just going to go like a two on this. Uh, there's like two stories in here. Uh, one is about, um, no, it's actually, I'm sorry, it's just one story. It's largely around um, Deathlocks, like a village of Deathlocks. And it's just, I mean, if not for Rhodey, and Quake, I don't think I would care about this story at all. It's just not not really fun. Not a great tie-in to that event. Um, I'm just I, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy that. I, I hate that about events. Sometimes they just they do too much without a, a real plan. Uh, next, I have Giant Size X Men Number One Nightcrawler. Um, I thought this story was kind of cool, but it didn't feel like a book that's centered on Nightcrawler. Like, he's a player, but there are other X-Men that steal the spotlight and often from him. Uh, specifically, uh, Ileana Rasputin. Um, she's great. She's just absolutely great. Um, you know, and they and they go back to the X-Mansion, and um, they find a bunch of um, I guess they're aliens? Um, and they're just basically working to defend everything. And they can take over uh, mutants and, and cause them harm. Uh, not really cause them harm, but just make them like drones, I suppose. Um, but uh, they they give the rest of the mansion over because they have Krakoa now. Uh, so there's no reason for them to stick around. Uh, and then they go back. And it, it is just kind of, you know, uneventful. Um, two and a half on that. But I will say that might be part of a larger story with these giant size X-Men's. So we'll see. That might wind up changing uh, eventually. All right. Next, I have Immortal Hulk number 33. But the legacy number for this one is number 750. Uh, so, if, of course, this one's going to be a little bit bigger, a little bit different than all the others. Um, and there's, there's a lot in here. There's a couple of different... Um, there's a couple of different artists on this book, and this this shift in style is almost jarring at times. Um, and this is really Hulk um, facing down with Zenmu. Uh, Zenmu, I'm, I'm not sure how how it's pronounced, uh, but you get a, a look at Hulk's psyche, and you see all the different types of Hulk that he's been over the years, and it's pretty sweet. Um, we get a whole lot of time with um, Planet Hulk, Hulk, who's intelligent. Um, it's basically a perfect merging of, of Banner and Hulk. Um, and, you know, we, we get to see that Hulk really get unleashed and just rip shit up. Um, and I just got to say, man, the art in this book is absolutely excellent. Like, it's such a horror-style series, and the art perfectly complements it. There's a part where... Um, uh, Dario Agar, I believe it is, gets put into a machine and is turned basically inside out. Not not inside a machine. He gets put into Zenmu, and um, like the the like it's a it's a page turn, and you don't expect it because Hulk seems a little bit startled, and you turn the page, and it's just this mess. 
Yeah, and it's awesome, man. Like, I would recommend this book. If if not for Avengers, this may have been my book of the week. Uh, so I'll go ahead and give that a full four here. That's good. Uh, then moving on to Wolverine number two. Uh, this is a story specifically about Logan. Um, and, you know, how he's had bloodlust and been hunted. Um, and how he's kind of kind of drifted a lot over time. And how his... How his bloodlust has changed him as well. Um, in this, he actually winds up uh, stabbing Jean Grey. Um, uh, he he loses it because he thinks he's he's in the middle of a fight with other with other X Men uh, or with other enemies rather. One being um, Sabretooth. Uh, I forget who the other one is. Deathstroke, Lady Deathstrike, um, and he winds up stabbing them um, and. Lady Deathstrike is actually Jean, um, so she has to go back to Krakatoa, clearly, to regenerate. Um, and Logan is just an absolute mess, because uh, he actually takes down um, uh, Bishop as well, and uh, he, he looks to atone. But then uh, the the other character, I can't remember his name, let's see if I can fi- find it real quick, uh, Jeff Bannister, um, is he calls Logan in for help, and he does not care for mutants like at all um sounds familiar uh and they uh they talk over their plan and realize that they're gonna you know go go take care of some business aka the you know the thing that wolverine is good at uh but before they leave uh they're drinking beers out in the yard and uh wolverine says let's get to work and throws his empty beer bottle and jeff just looks at him and goes dude seriously it's one of my favorite my favorite panels uh in a good long while uh and then unfortunately um wolverine gets uh brainwashed taken over and then stabs jeff in the back um of course that's not great uh and then uh he drives a boat and to be continued uh, i like the story it was i'll give it like a three three and a half maybe depending on uh when you catch me uh, next, uh, we have X-Men number nine, Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. Um, now this unfortunately feels like, ah, geez, maybe you should be reading every X-Men book. <laughs> and that is expensive because there's like seven of those. Um, and the thing about Jonathan Hickman is he, we- he weaves a tapestry. Uh, and if, when it pays off, it pays off big, but right up front, it's a little difficult. So the story starts really around the brood and the Cree. Um, and then the X-Men end up in space, uh, which is always great because the X-Men in space is a, a badass pairing. Uh, art here is done by Lionel Francis Hugh and that, um, you, I'm sorry. And that's really cool because I love his style. Um, not for everybody, not all the time, but that's great. There are some space whales in this bitch, uh, and that's pretty fucking sweet. We get some time with Gladiator fighting, uh, Ronan the Accuser. Uh, not Ronan, um... Because I think Ronan's dead at this point. But it doesn't matter. Um, there's a fight there. Uh, Gladiator whoops that ass. Um, and then uh, the ship gets eaten by a space whale. Which is great. Uh, so <laughs> the X-Men and Starjammers you know, get after it a little bit. They crash. Uh, and uh, they then have to fight Brood. Which is always a problem. Um... Uh, because the brood just don't stop. 
so the brood is really looking after this this king egg, um, who, uh, which actually winds up getting eaten, um, and now there's a new king, uh, which is interesting because the the brood typically are matriarchal, and now they have a king, which they've never had before. So I'm curious to see where this all goes. Um, it was a fun story, a page turner, um, but again, the it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on. It makes it a little disjointed, so it would be a three and a half, but I'm going to drop it down to a three. Uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four number three is the last Marvel book. Um, so there is... Uh, a storming of an island for Latveria um, for because Dr. Doom has um, Valeria and Franklin and says that he can fix Franklin because and Reed could not um, change his genetics so that he could retain his powers and still be powerful, blah, 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 blah. Um, and no one, you know, the, you know, Reed and Sue try to make it about, hey, this is the best thing for you without asking Franklin's opinion, which is why him and Val ran. And the X-Men are not huge fans of this. Neither are the Fantastic Four. They're, they spend a lot of this time at odds. Uh, but then decide, you know what? Let's uh, let's storm Yon Castle. Uh, let's sneak around. And, well, then things pop off. And a battle ensues with a bunch of Doombots, um, which they think is Doombots, but Wolverine, of course, does what Wolverine does. He stabs uh, one of the Doombots, and he's like, wait a second, that's blood? And he finds uh, mutants, uh, which sets Doom off, and, and Doom decides, you know what? I'm going to drop some giant Doom Sentinels on you bitches. And, uh, well, that's the end of the issue. Uh, it was very fun. Um, I liked uh, Chip Zdarsky's writing in this uh it's fun having the dodsons do on on art um do kind of a cheesecake style with with the ladies get some nice curves and stuff um very feminine at times but it's also like they do also do a good job with like action and some faces and stuff sometimes it's not great uh so for that i'll go like a three i think three's good i think three's fair all right let's take a break and then we will hop back in with some dc stories Hey everybody, it's Mike from Twisted Cape. Do you like wasting time at work? We do. Uh, if, if you want to waste some time at work, hopefully not get caught, you should check out the TwistedCape.com. We have a bunch of satire stuff, we have some opinion stuff, some review stuff, a whole bunch of stuff, and other stuff as well. Uh, we have some contest stuff, and some other fun stuff. Make sure you check it out at, at your leisure at any time you want, www.thetwistedcape.com. We'll see you there. Stay twisted. All right, and we're back. Uh, first, we're going to jump in with some action comics, uh, numbers 1021 and 1022. Um, so the first one is all about, um, you know, finding, having Superboy show up from Young Justice. Superman's getting his butt whipped, and uh, Superboy shows up and starts whipping butts. Um, they're, they're fighting Apex Lex. Uh, if you don't know, that's uh, Lex Luthor who's merged with um, uh, Martian Manhunter and has been given a power upgrade by Perpetua. Uh, and they they light it up. I mean, this is kind of a Justice League story more than a Superman story um, because all those characters are in here, which is which is kind of fun. I enjoy that. 
Um, so they win in, in the end there. And uh, then they start talking. But Red, Red Cloud and uh, Miss Leone uh, start to start to take down, uh, start to plot to take down Superman. And then the next, uh, the next book is called uh, The House of Kent, Chapter 1, where Connor gets taken to the fortress. Uh, and then he winds up at the farm. And it's kind of cool because the parents, Mom, Pa, Kent, um, wind up remembering him. Um, and it's like they feel terrible that they forgot him. It's kind of like like Wally and Barry when, when Wally came back. Um, he also ends up at the Hall of Justice um, because Clark is trying to basically figure out where he's been, who he is, because he doesn't remember him at all, which is, uh, which is clearly strange for him. Um, three for this i mean it's just really cluttered kind of all over the place i like genre media jerry doing art um but it just it feels like there's a lot going on but it feels like it's building towards something pretty nice so hopefully we'll see that coming up later next we're going to move over to batman and the outsiders number 12 um and this is kind of a showdown um and i love it um there's a lot of uh, talk around Ra's al Ghul, who is an awesome villain, and I love him so much. Um, and, you know, we get Batman being Batman. And, you know, just his absolute um, arch nemesis, you know. Um, also, we get some good good moments with uh, some of the other characters between the Signal and Orphan. Um you get some good moments with Lady Shiva because she clearly cares about her daughter. Uh, and Black, Black Lightning as well uh, with Tatsu. Um, so there's some, some pretty cool just um, character moments. Uh, it builds, uh, but the next book I think should have a little more payoff. So I think I'm going to go ahead and call this a two. No, not a two, a three. I'll call this a three. Um so, we'll see where this de- de- goes and develops, hopefully. Next up, Batman Superman number eight. Um, so, this really centers on um, Superman fighting with Zod. And, uh, uh, again, Ra's al Ghul. Um, because Kandor has been... The the city has been broken. Um, and then uh, they get dumped into a Lazarus pit with by Zod. And... It brings half of them back. Um, at least Superman finds half of them. But then the rest end up in in space um, with Zod, who has restarted uh, the culture and hands the, hands the city to his son, which is kind of cool. Um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, it wasn't really a, a huge Batman-Superman story. I mean, it's, it was a Superman story that Batman happened to be there for. Um I don't, I don't know, man, like two and a half, um, c- cool story, but like, it just didn't feel like it was all that it could have been moving on to, uh, the next book, deceased unkillables number three. And I'm just going to take a quick look here. Cause I think this might wind up being my DC book of the week. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that it is, um, it's the conclusion of, uh, Tom Taylor's unkillable series. Um, like at the end of the last uh, episode, uh, episode of the issue, um, you know things turned and Bane, uh, Bane turned, and 
Solomon Grundy decided to go fight and ripped Bane's head off, which was cool. Um, and then, you know, the kids and the heroes and villains decide to make a last stand. Um, we wind up losing Cheetah. She gets killed defending these kids. Um, Mirror Master shows up again. Um, just starts, like, taking kids and murdering kids. Um, and uh, they're, they're just not happy about that, obviously. Um, Slade winds up sacrificing himself. Um, and then uh, everybody ends up uh, back in, uh, in Gotham at the end here. Um, and they go to the Green... Uh, which is where Harley and Ivy have set up shop from the end of the first series. Um, and they build a monument to their fallen. Um, but not before um, the revelation of, um, uh, what's her name? Mary Marvel uh, being one of the kids there. And uh, she actually fights Wonder Woman and beats that ass, man. It's pretty sweet. Um, but she she winds up saving the kids. Um so we'll see. We'll see where the next series goes. I think they're releasing something digitally, which is pretty cool, uh, but we'll see. Next, I have two from Detective Comics, uh, Batman series. So you have 1021 and 1022, just like Action Comics. They basically run concurrent, uh, which is fun. Um, so the first book is really a Batman Two-Face story, um, and it's pretty sweet. Um, because Two-Face is basically coming apart at the seams. He doesn't know who he is at times, where he is. There's no rhyme or reason. Uh, Harvey can take over. He wants help, but Two-Face does not. Um, Batman winds up getting shot up at the end of the, the first issue. Um, and this is the next, the second one is like, it's like the journey to Joker War, which we'll see how that turns out. But uh, this story is still... Like that, that Two-Face story. Batman gets dipped, like half dipped in acid, but gets out and um, like he fights the rest of the issue with half of his armor and stuff just ruined um, from from the acid, which is pretty cool. Like that visual just throughout the rest of the issue is really badass. Um, and he fights and fights and fights and then uh, yeah, Joker shows up again um, as, I believe, a flashback. Um, yeah, it's definitely a flashback because it's the Joker with his face peeled off, uh, which is, which is cool. Um, and then, you know, it, it ends and, um, it looks like he is getting ready to start Joker War. Um, so as an arc, I loved what happened with Two-Face. The art has kind of grown on me a little bit here. I didn't like it at first, especially the Batman design of the cowl, um, so I'll go, I'll go three. I was gonna go two and a half, but I'll go three. Um, I liked it more than I, I remembered in retrospect. Uh, moving on here, we're gonna hop into some. Moving on here, we're gonna jump into some flash. So I have two issues here, uh, seven fifty two and seven fifty three, um, and this really just is a whole lot about Barry uh, potentially being dead, um, which is how it starts. And he's not. He knows he's not. He recognizes it because certain things are just kind of off. Um, so he 
he goes ahead and forges himself some armor uh, because he wants to get back to um, uh, what is his name? Paradox. Uh, he goes after Paradox. He wants to go after Paradox, but he needs to travel through time. Um, but he needs to talk to Eobard Thawn first, because Thawne's the only person who's ever defeated him, and he needs to know how. So, Barry builds a suit of armor to keep himself from aging and losing his connection to the Speed Force, as well as a cosmic treadmill, which he shouldn't be able to time travel anymore, uh, but does, and goes back to see Eobard Thawn. Eobard Thawn... Uh, the next issue is largely around him um, talking about how much he hates Barry, blah, 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 blah. Um, and um, Barry winds up talking to Eobard um, at the, the night of his mom's uh, murder. He has to let Eobard kill his mom, which I guess is it was super tough. Um, and then it looks like uh, Barry and Eobard are going to team up in the next issue. Um, so, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to read. Um, not, not great. Like, I don't know where it's going, but Josh Williamson, I know his run on the flash is ending. So I think he wants to end it back with, um, with reverse flash. I think that's where he, he likes to go because he loves the villains. And then, uh, he wants to kind of make him sort of a hero as well as take care of paradox. So we'll see. Uh, next, uh, I got some Justice League. Um, so I have issues 44 and 45. Um, they're two sort of different stories. Um, the first story, um, is a whole bunch of Wonder Woman, um, stuff. Wonder Woman is a badass in this issue. She catches a plane with Flash and, uh, Batman in it, um, there's a whole bunch of mythical creatures that they go in battle, which is awesome because the splash pages are just absolutely incredible. And, um, like Wonder Woman just doesn't stop being badass like the entire time. Like the rest of the league is great and they're cool and they're badasses, but no one more than, than Wonder Woman. Uh, and then the next issue, uh, has a lot of specter in it. Uh, which is cool um, because the league kind of turns across each other against each other. Uh, Batman and Superman get mad at each other, um, and then Flash and Green Lantern uh, get mad at each other. Like there's there's so much infighting because it's bringing uh, forth all these feelings that they they didn't know they they knew they had or didn't know they had. And Wonder Woman uses her um, lasso ropes the specter um and shows them every it just shows them everything so now they're they're cursed with understanding and uh you know then they they gotta get to work and the only way they can do that is by going to themiscara and uh they get in trouble obviously because themiscarans don't like men and the league is like 90 five percent men so here we are uh i enjoyed it uh i we'll see where it goes uh, but the, just based off of wonder woman badassness alone i'm gonna go three and a half uh absolutely worth picking up okay 
been going for a while here. We only have a few books left, uh, and then we'll go and wrap things up. So uh, next we have Justice League Dark 21 and 22. Um, so again, another Wonder Woman heavy title, but there's a lot of John Constantine and Zatanna as well, and that really, really helps anchor this book. Um, I love all the members of this specific league, uh, but um, it's just it's so badass. Um, Animal Man um, goes after um, all these like um, uh, like fungus creatures. Um, John Constantine enters like a dream world and finds Abby Arcane um, because Swamp Thing has been has been killed uh, essentially. Um, in the second book, uh, Doctor Fate tries to plead with basically the forces of the universe. It does it as a man, not as a Lord of Order, which is pretty cool. Um, and they're inclined to listen because he is just he's just a kid. Um, which is which is great. Um, Animal Man in this issue goes and um, like communes with a bunch of fungus creatures, and I'm sorry, this is the last issue. Fungus creatures and turns them back um, and staves off the infection world worldwide. Uh, Constantine and Zatanna get into some trouble, and then uh, Wonder Woman at the very end. Uh, is decided that she's going to go fight Anton Arcane, um, who is this beast of a monster. Um, and uh, it's badass, so we're probably going to some more, more badass Wonder Woman, uh, which I love. I can't get enough of. Uh, I'll go three on that. Um, it just kind of drags at points in time, doesn't utilize every member of the League. I don't expect that every issue, but like I kind of want to see more interactions. I don't just want... Zatanna and Constantine and Wonder Woman all the time. Why have a league if you're only going to focus on three characters? Uh, next, Justice League Odyssey number 20. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite books because it's so cosmic. Um, it's just it's just great. It's uh, Orion and Jessica Cruz and some other characters really just trying to figure out how they want to stop Darkseid. Um, and it's so cool. Um you know, if this in this issue, I believe, um, you know, Jess has been trying to, you know, reach out and contact Cyborg. Nope, nope. Sorry, that's the previous issue. Um, so in this issue, um, they get sneak attacked by Azrael. Um, they wind up taking him down. Uh, he gets killed by Blackfire, um, and Jess doesn't take it well because. Everybody that she brought out here is dead now. Um, and she's really not happy about that. Um, obviously. I mean, they're, they're her friends. And she tries everything she can. She even travels back in time, which ends up being discovered by Vic all a little too late. But he does what he can to try and turn against Darkseid, which clearly doesn't go well. Um, Darkseid finds him at the end. And... Uh, Rolls up with a with a squad, uh, including Cyborg and a bunch of Parademons. So uh, we'll see where this goes. Uh, I thought it was it was fun. Um, there's some loss in it, so I'll go three and a half. I just love this book so much. All right, Teen Titans number forty one. Um, so the character Jin, D J I N N, I think that's how you say it. Jin um, has been fighting a lot. Um, 
to claim her independence and her freedom. And she's had romantic interest in a couple members of the team, uh, being Robin and Crush. Um, so uh, they all, at the end of the last issue, they were all dying. And then they all come back, uh, because obviously they're not going to stay dead for a long time. Um, and they rescue Jid, which is great. Um, but, I mean, there's there's a whole lot of fighting. You know, Jin's, Jin's fighting against her brother, who's trying to wield all the rings and control all the genies. Um, uh, there's some awesome battle splashes in here. Um, some, like, uh, stat punches across the face and, like, ripple effects. Uh, Jin winds up taking control, taking out her brother, distributing the rings back to her brothers and sisters. Um, and then they go free. Um, and Jin says, hey guys, I'm leaving, I can't stay. Um, and then the rest of the Titans basically walk in on Robin. And, um, it's, you know, he's, he's standing there alone at the end in the prison where he was holding, uh, Deathstroke and other villains. Um, and, you know, I, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, good book. I was, had some unexpected... Uh, consequences. So I'll go three and a half on that as well. Um, really good art. Uh, just cool story. Good issue. Good issue. And finally, Wonder Woman 754. Um, now, look, man, this, this book is good, but we've had better Wonder Woman overall moments in this episode alone. And this just kind of fell flat by comparison. There's a lot of cool epic art in here for her. Um, it, there's no Babushka Wonder Woman, but um, there's times where she's, you know, depicted in in a way that's not quite cla- as classic as you would imagine. Um, there's a, a lot in the story about discovering about yourself and who you love, etc., etc., um, and and the acceptance of being in love with somebody of the same gender and uh, unrequited love and uh, it recounts her history they they show a panel with her and superman as if you remember uh, new 52 superman got merged with classic superman because they were split somehow in the first place um and but new 52 superman had a relationship with wonder woman it's a whole thing and then wonder woman and steve trevor um and it's just like so much but it ends with uh this crew that's been um setting up to roll against Wonder Woman, uh, calling it the Four Horsewomen. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's just not as good as the other two and a, two and a half. Um, just uh, not really all that fun for me. All right. No interview this week, uh, but it's still a juicy, juicy-ass episode. Uh, next week, uh, I'm looking forward to reading from DC, Nightwing number 71, and Batman number 92. And from Marvel, the lone Marvel title that I'll be getting is Daredevil number 20. That is all the time we have for this week. Of course, make sure you subscribe to The Twisted Cape on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, We're at The Twisted Cape, no spaces on every social media platform. Facebook, the Gram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, Also, make sure you drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We love that feedback. Uh, Drop us a, a shout uh, to our email thetwistedcape.com at gmail.com and use the subject line MTS so uh, thanks for tuning in until next time if you don't jump to put jeans on baby you don't feel my pain
Stay safe, stay twisted. Fix that.